Welcome to the good, the bad, and the guilty. A look at what's happening with the Iredale County Sheriff's Office. Now, here's your host, Sheriff Darren Campbell. Uh, well, I, everybody, I'm glad you're listening. Sheriff Darren Campbell here, along with Dow Hawkins, who is a captain of our narcotics division. We got Major Troy Miller, who, over, who oversees our criminal investigations division. And before I got started, this has got to be the fastest hour that we deal with in a week. But I think Joe had a special for us, but it, it must have not worked today. Something didn't save correctly. So that's what happens when you try to mess around. I tried. You know, I tried doing something nice, and this is what happened. Really? I figured he was going to have a turkey singing on the radio or something. So, <laughs> But listen, everybody join in. Obviously, contact us or call us in. We'd love to hear from you about any subject or any comment you may want to make on the show or about anything. 704-873-1400. Tune in 100.7 FM or 105.9 FM. And obviously on Facebook, share us, like it, uh, spread the word. Uh, we get a lot of views through the week. We get a lot of people talking about the show. And today, Dow, y'all not, I'm just not paying you to sit over and look pretty. So we can, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about how hard your investigation as far as narcotics investigation and such a nexus over to Troy and your criminal investigations right. and why they tie together and why a lot of it is accounting for our reduction in crime rates and things of that nature. So, Dow, I know y'all been busy. We've not done a press release, but I think today y'all end up taking about, I don't know, cash money, about 85000 in drug dealer proceeds today, about a kilogram of methamphetamine, and enough fentanyl to probably kill several thousand people just today. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like you alluded to, you've probably got the press release over there, so I'll just kind of summarize it a little bit, and you can kind of fill in where it comes or where it's necessary. But... Um, so we did a search warrant this morning. I think the address was 1302 or 1320. 1320, I believe. Yeah, Yadkin 1320 Yadkin Street here in Statesville City. And that sounds familiar. Well, I know where it is, but what is that close to? So it's directly behind the school bus parking lot of MB Mills. Okay. At an at at elementary school. At an elementary school. It's within probably 100 feet of maybe not even 100 feet of the school property but um we executed a search warrant this morning about 9 30. it all uh, it all started about uh, the first of october when we were able to develop some information and started making some undercover purchases from an individual here in statesville they weren't residents of the county but uh, they would come from where they lived one lived in Charlotte, one lived in Winston. And we don't want to write off citizens, too. Citizens reach out to us a lot through our app and give us information, which help us continue to build. Even though you may have been doing it, the citizens reaching out to us means a lot. So the case that we were investigating prior to this one that led us to this actually came from a citizen complaint, and it originated on Douglas Street, which we've talked about prior to this show we talked about on another show it was a search that's the that search warrant that we was all out on yep. the other week on a friday yep so that search warrant actually led to this investigation um we uh we we were able to uh find out who the source was there we introduced an undercover investigator we started making multiple purchases of large amounts of crystal <coughs> methamphetamine you know ranging from you know four ounces or some people may understand it like a quarter pound all the way up to half pounds of crystal meth um, I think we did actually five undercover hand-to-hand purchases with two separate individuals. Uh, we were able to identify that the address on Yadkin Street was where they were, quote, staying. They may not stay there every night. They may just show up a couple of times throughout the week. But that was the central location or stash house 
we feel where they were maintaining and keeping their narcotics for distribution out into the city of Statesville and out into the county. So after the uh, after the undercover the undercover purchases occurred, we uh, we applied for and received a search warrant. Like I said, we used the cert team, a couple of the patrol guys, um, detective from uh, CID from Troy's side. They come out and they helped us with it. Um, we were able to locate about another pound and a half, maybe just a little bit over a pound and a half inside the house, some other drugs, fentanyl, ecstasy, marijuana, and $85,402 of uh, U.S. currency, which is undoubtedly directly tied as drug proceeds and profits from the illegal activities that they were that they were conducting. And while we were there, we were lucky enough to uh, discover one of the cars that uh, one of the suspects had used to deliver during one of the undercover purchases was actually at the property. So based on him using that car, that car being paid for, having no liens against it, we seized that car. So in all today, for the entire investigation, it's just under four pounds of crystal meth. Well, a car. Unbelievable. $85,000 in, uh, in drug dealers' money. And, you know, that whenever you see it, a lot of people say, well, Sheriff, all you hear about is drugs, drugs, drugs. And we'll talk when we come back a little bit at the break. But, Troy, that's how much it, it, it goes into reducing our crime rates. Because, right. you know, this obviously originated inside the city and the tentacles stretch out into the county. And, and we have done it. So we've seen the distribution levels come. So we've got to act on it. So the old saying everybody's heard, cut the head off the snake, the rest of it quits moving. And I think that's one of the biggest things. And that's why, Troy, y'all's crime rates, I mean, yes, you've got the highest clearance rates. Right. But a 55% reduction in crime is because we're hard on the narcotics side, which has such a nexus to the other crimes, the break-ins, the violence, and everything of that nature. Yeah, all, the, all these people out here breaking into homes or stealing, it, it all goes back to 99% of the time it's all tied into narcotics. And we see the same people that are in narcotics division they deal with on a regular basis. It's, they're all out here breaking into houses, breaking into cars. And a lot of it's for drug money. When I've seen some agencies like, well, you know, let's not. I mean, I guess sometimes it's not good. It don't appear good to be arresting everybody. But I think I, we'll put our crime rates up against anybody. I've seen CMPD or I'll, I'll say them. i actually seen the chief say, so when we start arresting for marijuana or something like that. It's a drug. It may be some people think it should be legalized, but it still leads into other things. It's still illegal. In, in well, you know, year, years ago, and Sheriff, you were probably – you were either in narcotics and you may have even been captain at the time or major over CID. But, you know, there was a long time where the narcotics division and general investigations, for the lack of a better word, may not have mixed. You know, there wasn't gotcha. there wasn't a lot of information sharing that was going on between those two separate entities at the sheriff's office. So one of the things that we're proud of now that, that we really started when, when you took office back in 2014 is we meet with the general CID guys on a regular basis. Uh, you know, they come up to, to our shop or our office on a regular basis. We've actually even interchanged a couple of investigators, and, and they wanted this to happen, where an investigator, Detective Wyatt, who had been in CID for a number of years, and Detective Vargas, who had been in narcotics for a number of years they didn't switch but it just kind of happened that that they took detective vargas we took detective wyatt and what vargas has brought to general cid what wyatt has brought up to narcotics has been invaluable and and we can't you know we'd be amiss not to say that you know major miller spent time 
not only in general investigations, but he spent, you know, how long? He's our very first diversion officer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But a year, so, what, a year, year and a half, two years in narcotics? Yeah, he, I, I spent about five years in CID, and then I came over to narcotics in 2019, spent a couple years over there doing a the drug diversion. Yeah, and then he goes back, and now and now he's yeah. major over investigations, which you, we fall over. So he can speak to a lot of, you know, the things that we do because— just like you, he has seen it on a regular basis. Well, and we, we like to refer, and I don't know if anybody's got, but it's, it's hybrid investigations. It is. we understand the criminal side deals a lot with our narcotics. People stealing is one breaking in to support their drug habits. So yep. we will come back. I want to talk about a little bit about the fentanyl, the U.S. currency, why we use it. Uh, so we'll be back in about two minutes. Talk our break. Remember, if you need us, call in 704-873-1400 or comment on Facebook. We'll be glad to hear from you. You know, we need to have more. If they could see y'all in here. Now, we did it. If anybody's on Joe, I think just Facebook was able to listen to us while we was off air, right? Yeah, just Facebook. So, you know, if y'all need more cameras, if you see. Now, Troy, I will say that music really matched you. Oh, yeah? More than it matches me. Oh, well, thanks, I guess. <laughs> it's a compliment. So, hey, I believe we did, and Dad, we'll get back to I think we had a caller. We'll put them on real quick. Hello, caller. You're on live with Good, the Bad, and the Guilty. Good afternoon, lawman. This is William here. How are y'all? Hey, Good. William. Doing fine. Good to hear from you. Listen, um, with the recent um, incident that took place up in Buffalo, New York, this afternoon, um, how quick the authorities addressed that situation, we don't know all the details yet. We're just learning as we go. But I just wanted to touch on that. Uh, local law enforcement, um, like you, Darren, Sheriff, and uh, you know, just everybody, I feel protected. I'll speak for myself. I feel protected, and I feel thankful, and I'm thankful for you guys. Well, buddy, we, we appreciate it. And, listen, we're thankful for you, and we're really thankful for the community that supports us in a whole. And, uh, you know, just the fact that you take the time to call in means a lot. So we appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Hope you have a great holiday season. Turkey Day is good to you, and uh, thanks for calling. Thank you as well. I hope you and your family have one as well, too, Darren. I appreciate it. And we'll be continuing to support you and, and backing you just like you back us. Hey, thank you. We really do appreciate it. It does mean a lot. I'm not, yeah. not just saying that. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really, uh, you know, I've, I've been here for 25 years, and it's just, you know, working for an agency where you get so much support from the community is just, it means a lot. It does. And, see, that's another reason. You've been here 25. you still got 10 more. <laughs> yeah, okay. <Right>. Okay. <laughs> Dow. Go in, or I'm sorry, Captain Hawkins. No. Like you want I like Dow, Darren, Troy. Uh, no, a little bit of investigation. How, how, first of all, how impactful this is going to be when we see drugs distributed throughout the county and other counties. But I really want you to hit on the fentanyl amounts all right, just so, in this seizure. So, you know, the impact that I think that we've had uh, as an agency since July has been just unmeasurable. I mean, to be honest with you, because, you know, we did another investigation prior to this one where there was, you know, a lot of narcotic seized, crystal meth taken. And and then this one as well, um, you know, I'd be amiss if I didn't mention that we were offered during the investigation the opportunity to purchase fentanyl pills from one of these individuals. Which is probably press oh. pills. We hear all the time talking about the border, press it, pills. It, it, it appeared to be either press pills or we're starting to see now – the capsule infused 
you know, pills with, with just a small amount of fentanyl and, and whatever else in it to kind of do the same thing. It's a little easier to do. You don't have to have a pill press. You can just get the, the pill cylinders, put a little in there, put them together, you know, like, like a Tylenol gel cap. Now let me ask like you, that. if you had a child and somebody that did one cause problem in school or somebody just didn't know, could you take that apart and spread it out? Oh, e- easily. And, and, you know, here's the thing people have to understand. So by math, by, by what the DEA recommends, okay? So if you look at it online, this is, this is probably what it's going to say. So two milligrams of fentanyl is enough to kill one person, all right? Which is about some grains of salt, yep. right about it. There's a thousand milligrams in one gram, okay? Yep. So if anybody's really good with math, so two milligrams in one gram, and we seize today 16 grams by weight of pills. So ever how many pills totaled 16 grams, whether it was, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20, 30 pills, whatever it was. So, you know, you have to say that those contained enough of that substance to kill, you know, hundreds if not thousands of, of people that would ingest that that didn't know at that point in time what they what they were taking. Well, when I think we said it just today, just doing the math on us, and that's between me, you, and Bill all together working these numbers, and the internet come to be about four thousand people. Could be could be close could be close to four thousand people if if you know two milligrams, you know if, if you're exposed directly to that, you know. And you know I make no bones. You know we I, I think sometimes the philosophy is, and I see on the news maybe it's, some people say, well you know if we don't arrest for it, if we don't investigate, then it's really not here. I take the absolute opposite approach that if we do investigate and eradicate it, sends a message to the dope dealers, we're not going to allow it here. Well, you know, you talk about sending messages, you know, general CID kind of cases and things like that, hybrid investigations, you know, sending the message with with the fentanyl especially. So, you know, death by distribution. You know, all overdose deaths used to be worked by general CID. Yeah. Okay, just right. a detective. And sort of explain now, deal. when you say death by distribution, just so people understand, just just a layman's terms, basically, is we show up to an overdose and that's where y'all get involved. So so we kind of classify it as anyone who has died consuming a controlled substance that they were provided or sold that was not prescribed to them. Okay. Yes. So if someone accidentally overtake, you know, you know, overdoses on, say, oxycotton that they were prescribed, that's not death by distribution. But if if we get called to an overdose and the patrol division goes out to the call, they call a detective, whether it's CID or whether mm-hmm. it's us, we go out there and you know we know the person or we know the history or there's some suspicion that this may be a drug deal kind of gone bad. Yeah. Um, that's where. You know, we will take over the investigation as as a hybrid kind of thing and, you know, do the research, try to pursue the, the drug dealer or the individual that provided that person with those narcotics, which ultimately landed to the death. Which sends a message. And, Troy, I think you can come in. This actually, you as an original diversion, which you right. know, we were one of the very few in the state and still are one of the very few in the state that has that. And we've seen this move coming with the fentanyl. I mean, this is three years ago. We got Detective Wyatt, who actually we put in. He's trained to handle these kind of cases. He's one of the only, like uh, like Troy was. He, <coughs> excuse me, Detective Wyatt's one of the only certified pill, one of only few certified pill diversion officers throughout the state, on the like the local level. You know, the majority of them, you know, are kind of with the SBI do that. But there's not many that hold that certification throughout the state of North Carolina. He's one of them. And that yeah. invitation's open to any local agency if they just ask. 
yeah. who have this experience there to help them with diversion cases. I mean, yes. I'm sorry, death by distribution cases. And Troy, yeah. before you key up, I know that Dow went and had a meeting with the Attorney General after we had a show on here. Dow actually went down and had a face-to-face with the Attorney General, and then about four days. We have waited two years to get results because we have to have the toxicology <clears throat> to show what causes the death. In about four days, you had your results. So you're seeing these charges come now after this long wait. So I guess, Troy, since you've done that job, Dow, you yeah. key in, and how that affects and deters this type of drug dealing, just so, another way. So, yeah, when I took the uh, drug diversion spot in late 2018, 2019, at that point we were dealing mostly with prescription pills, people out here selling their prescription drugs, whether it be oxycodone, oxycodone, opioids, um, you know, as as a result of the opioid epidemic, you know, we were starting to see more people abuse those prescription drugs and, and sell them out here on the street for cash or whatever. And that's when we started seeing an increase in overdoses. Well, in response to that, we saw the laws get stricter for the prescription drugs, and it became harder for people to get those. So then they start turning to heroin. And then, you know, with that, the fentanyl became easier to get. And these drug dealers are mixing the fentanyl in with, with heroin or, or pressing these pills. And it, it, it's all, as a result, it's just so easy to come into the country through the border. You got another caller? Troy, if you want to so, welcome on, you're talking. I'll let you welcome yeah, on the uh, caller on the line. Hello, Please. caller. Uh, welcome to the good, the bad, and the guilty. How can we help you today? Is the business office open today? Uh, you're talking about at the sheriff's office? Not the sheriff's office. Y'all's business office. I try to call and I can't get a hold of nobody. It's probably you're calling for Joe and he's in there with us. If you'll try calling back or leave a message, they'll give you a call back. Okay, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Um, you're welcome. Thank you. So, yeah, as, as a result of uh, going back to what we were talking about, that with these stricter drug diversion laws and opioid laws, it made harder for these prescription drugs to be sold. So that's when we start seeing the increase of fentanyl. And now we're seeing more and more overdoses. And these death by distribution laws are passed also as a result, which, you know, it's, it's because of these overdoses in the fentanyl and... Now we're able to charge some of these drug dealers for actually selling or providing the, the fentanyl to And that victims. scares them to death. It's just a new way of being proactive versus reactive. You know, we, we I'm so glad Dow and him and Troy setting up this diversion, but now having somebody that's actually trained and certified to investigate those deaths. I mean, it's not just like going in there and guessing. So yeah. we're ahead of it. But the believe me, the dope dealers that's thinking about see these arrests we're making, and it makes them – why am I going to go to Ireland when I go to Catawba and not get pro- – I'm not going to say not get prosecuted, but they they do their research. Well, the, legis- yep. the legislators have, have done a good thing, and one of the things that we discussed in, in, in the meeting that I had when, when I was down in Raleigh You is, better repeat that. We'll get – so our legislators will make sure they've done a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, the, the, well, they've done a good thing with – the way the law for death by distribution used to read is, is you had to sell them. Okay, you had to you had to prove sale. Right. You know, now I think it's uh, I think in December give whatever uh, provide. provide. I, yeah. I think the terminology is now provide. Yeah. Um, and and that's and that's a lot easier to prove in today's world with cell phone records, social media Absolutely. records, you know, mm-hmm. th- things of that nature. So we hope it's even more of a deterrent that. Just providing it to them, not selling it to them, is enough to get you charged and in a world of hurt. When you know, I took our own Horn Farms Association, that was a big thing with the North Carolina Sheriff's Association, push this legislative change because 
there again, you've heard me say it's, it's more the criminal justice system, not the victim justice system. But this is a lot of the victims who are the victims. Yes, they were buying drugs. Yes, they took the drugs. But there's a lot of family members that normally in the past would not have had even a – well, I'd say so is not the right word. But we couldn't advocate for them, and you hate to say it, but now we can build a case. I mean, yeah. you, a gunshot, and we know what that is, that's an easy case to prove for the most part. But a death to find out what is actually in somebody's system, when they sold it, what they sold them, and how they done it, is, and how it caused their death well, is before, a lot different. Before we go to break, I'll, I'll, I'll say something that, that you may know or you might not know, but at least it will make you happy to hear it. Oh, that's good. So last year, in 2022, we investigated 20 overdose deaths. Okay, We charged one pretty quickly because we had enough to do gotcha. it. Gotcha. The other two, we had to ultimately wait till this year to do it for some things with the ME's office and so on and so forth. We've only done nine this year. It's awesome. So our death by death. And it goes right along with the aggressive stance on investigating the narcotics, crime rate reduction, and the overdose. So yep. if you eradicate it, you don't have it, it's not available. So, right. hey, we'll be back in about two or three minutes. Remember, call us, 704-873-1400, or send us a comment on Facebook. Welcome back to Good, the Bad, and the Guilty. If your music Hey, I want to say I uh, appreciate the comments from Richard, Sissy, Annette. And we appreciate the comments. A happy Thanksgiving to you. Wishing everyone the best. And we'll hop right back into it, Dale. I know before we went to break, you were saying something. I can just tell you, it's itching to say something. Oh. That's the reason we need to discuss it on break. Am, okay. I, am, I, am I ever at a loss for words? I can't believe it, but. Well, either way, you did get some updates hey, on, yep. some, on some of the bonds and some from this case. And yep. like I said, we'll get it. Let them know they can read about it later. We're going to try to get it out as fast as we can. We'll get a lot of comments about it. You can go to the app and you can see pictures of these individuals along with bond amounts. Yep. So, um, you know, we won't we won't say any names. We won't give out too much information right off the bat. You know, that way people can go online, you know, our app or the Facebook page and look at it. But uh, one of the bonds issued today on one of the offenders was $7.5 million, Wow. And the other bond was three point. $2 million. Now, you've got to understand, this is not for, like, one offense. You know, one of them had five counts of trafficking by possession, four counts of trafficking by sale, four counts of trafficking by transport, you know, trafficking possession within a thousand feet of a school, conspiracy. So, you know, there are multiple charges that these individuals have that, that more than justify this bond, along with their criminal history, you know. No, did what he say? They had a, a criminal, so... Yeah, criminal history, yep. firearms, possession, stolen firearms. So that One makes was actually them on. a what? Repeat career, uh, crim- career repeat offender. Yep. That's right. Yep. And I think you know, obviously, you know, those are high bonds amounts. But the judges also have to take into account not just the appearance in court or the guarantee that they'll show up in court, but it's also the type of crimes they're committing. I mean, you're selling something or possess something to kill four thousand people, mm-hmm. sitting along with also hundred or eighty-five thousand dollars in bulk cash. Yeah, and and you know, people have to understand when they hear because I hear it all the time from just normal people all the way to people that are kind of in our profession you know this money is 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 seized to settle a a bunch of things it's because it's drug proceeds you know there's actually taxes in the state of north carolina from the department of revenue that says if you possess so much of a controlled substance there are certain amounts that you have to pay in taxes so with everything that they've had throughout this entire investigation, their entire tax bill was just over $110,000. Yeah. 
Okay. And we got a eighty five thousand in cash. So what does that translate to? Uh, well, it translates into seventy five percent of that uh, of that drug dealer's money is going to be returned to the county, which offsets taxpayers' costs. That's right. Because you know they got to stay in jail. You know I don't run a tab. You know we don't. Somebody needs to do that. You know we've got enforcement. I've got your time to pay for. We got cost to prosecute these people, and they need to pay. And, and obviously that is drug dealers' proceeds. I mean we take that money for a lot of things. I mean we oh. buy cars with it. We put it back in special funds to buy drugs with it. Drones. We use it for a bulletproof vest for shields, bear, bear cap. cap. So it's a good use of drug dealers' money. And why in the world we're having to buy that stuff because they're the ones selling the drugs, creating the violence. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and I hope, and that's sort of not the asset forfeiture that works in the same way, but I hope if Congressman McKinney had him on radio last week, and I meant to ask him, Senator Ted Bud and Tillis and anybody else that's listening, asset forfeiture, we do not go out here and take hardworking people's money. We don't do it. We have a minimum. But if you're driving down the interstate and you've got $200,000 wrapped up in $25,000 bundles with axle grease and pepper and a cellophane wrapper, and you don't know where you're going, we understand that we're going to seize those monies and we're going to use it to offset taxpayer just to vote. So sort of a little bit what we got off, got off, but we have to pay for these investigations. And I just so far using asset forfeiture money stuff, we, we do not use taxpayer dollars to conduct investigations, even though we have to, to reduce crime rates. It, it, it's, it's a tool that if we lose, okay, if law enforcement loses, the forfeiture end of it. And this is two different. One's asset forfeiture on federal bulk cash smuggling. Yeah. This case, because we found drugs with it, yeah. is a tax on it, the narcotics true. itself. But even if we even if we lose that, if we lose the ability of forfeiture, then, you know, looking at Joe, if if Joe sells one of the undercover, you know, investigators drugs and Joe's car is paid for, he's using that vehicle to facilitate that particular crime. Why should he be allowed to keep it? Okay. If you're using a house to, you know, sell drugs out of or store large amounts of drugs inside of it, and the house has no lien on it, it's paid for, it's in your name, why should you be allowed to keep that? Same goes with a boat, airplane, moped, motorcycle. Why should you be allowed to keep it if you're caught, and here's the catch, convicted of that crime? Convicted, that's right. Convicted of that crime. By jury of your peers. Yes. 100% by jury of your peers. It's kind of something to think about. Yep. So, Troy, I know we've got a we'll, – we'll come back. We've got – this is our shortest segment, but I guess what he's saying, what does that translate into – I guess people look at us, how does how does this and that play into reduction of crime rates and making Idle safer than any of the other big counties? So, like, say this search warrant they did today at this house where they recover all these drugs and, and this cash, you know, these these drug dealers are selling to people here in our county, and a lot of their customers aren't what you would say would be – upstanding gainfully employed citizens so they're having to get money to buy the drugs with from somewhere so what we see a lot of is is you know our larcenies and our break-ins and and other crimes where things are getting stolen a lot of it gets tied back to the your criminals are out here trying to get money to buy their drugs with so when you got our narcotics guys shutting down a, a drug dealer house like this and, and seizing drugs and money that's cut like you said earlier cutting the head off the snake mm-hmm. and when people can't go buy their drugs they're having to go elsewhere other than Ardle county or you know no no, no that's funny i was just in a thing saying one of them guys the other day was out of the house and they said well i didn't know y'all could this ain't the county was it obviously in the city yeah 
the city lies within the county, so therefore we can we can do that. But I think the actual dealer that was out there dealing didn't think us, the sheriff's office, would follow him to the city to cut off the distribution of drugs inside up. Because we we work for those citizens inside the city too, just Absolutely. as hard. Well, yeah. what about the last? What about the last case that uh, that we did, and, and we may have talked about it. We may not have. We just been so busy in the days run together. We don't know. We're just out twenty four seven, three sixty five. Really, uh, all yeah. the time. Um, so you know, the the last one we did a, a conspiracy case where we arrested a, a eleven individuals. The main source was actually inside the city of Statesville. Is that the one from Rolling Lane? Uh, the the one from East Raleigh, okay, which I think is public housing, which I think we're following up on that now. Yep. So the main source was, or or one of the main sources was there. The other one is from over off of like Greenbrier area, Stokes. It's it's already been like publicized, so we can talk about it over yep. off of Stokes Avenue. Yeah. But if you look, and and I may be correct, so don't everybody hold me to it. But of the other nine, only one I think resided in the city. That means the other eight lived in the county. And when I say the county, I'm talking about from a mile from the Mecklenburg County line on 115 all the way up to Love Valley. Yep. Yep. Okay. So when one area is is not a problem, but when that source is in one area, but yet it reaches out. How, how many miles is it from no Langtree Road to the It's no different a no FedEx hub. Yeah. Here's where it's stored. Here's where it's distributed. Yep. yep. And if we shut down the hub, you don't have the distribution. Yeah. If you don't have the distribution, you don't have the crime. If you don't have the crime, you don't have the high crime rates. Yeah. So it works well. And these drug dealers, they don't care where the city limits stop or, or where no. the county begins. I mean, it, they're just they're just trying to make their money. So. Here, well, here's here's another update for you, and this will make you happy. I just got a I got a text message a minute ago. We've just charged another death by distribution today. Okay, just a little bit ago. So Detective Wyatt was able to uh, obtain warrants on an individual from, unfortunately, a 2022 case. But it took some time with toxicology in the Emmy's office and, and stuff. But yeah. he was just able to obtain uh, obtain those warrants for another individual. That's good. Well, hey, they'll get, the, they'll get the message one way or the yeah. other. So, Troy, do you definitely see when we arrest these people, the addicts, if, if we don't have the drug houses where they're able to go to, that we can actually – we're having an impact. And I absolutely, and I think when when you when you publicize these arrests and and people see that you know, Iredell County don't play when it comes to to selling drugs or or dealing drugs here in the county. And when you publicize them, it, I think it's a huge deterrent. And I think you can see it in our in our reduction in our crime rates. Absolutely. And it's when you take a hard stance on crime, and and arrest these people and, and put them in jail. Other people see that, and are and we even I saw it in narcotics. You know, you heard these drug dealers say from other counties, "I'm not coming to Iredell County to sell drugs. I'm not doing it. I'm not coming over there." He's heard. So, he's heard. He's heard an audio. Yeah. He's heard an audio of that a number yeah. of times. Like, so, well, yeah. it's good. And you know, social media sometimes I, I sort of it looks like hey, all we're doing is show. It looks like we're eating up with drugs. We're really not. We're not. But I use that platform to send yeah. a message to these guys because I know they're watching. I know they see it. We hear. You know, we had the break-ins in North End. We got hit about this is several months ago. In knock on wood, we don't have the uh, we don't have the, the the big groups breaking in houses. We had happen, and most likely they were from out of Davidson County. We put it on Facebook with a description and a picture of a van. Never had another one. Yeah. Now I want to catch them, but it stopped. And I'm sure you remember 20, 25 years ago, 
It wasn't nothing being out here working patrol. You you would go to two or three break-ins a day a at day. a house, and it's just you can definitely see that it's made a huge difference. Well, listen, I work hard for what I've got, and I know everybody here works hard. And the last thing worth is 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 a thief, drug dealer, or a sex offender. Yeah. And you know they by us being in, and we've also got very proactive in the community on Saturday's events, listening to the community, the app to get us information to us. Yeah. For us to act on. Okay, we'll come back. We've got another break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Remember, call 704-873-1400. Comment on Facebook. We'll see you back in about three minutes. All right, we're back with the uh, good, the bad, and the guilty. I believe we've got a caller here on the line, so uh, go ahead uh, there. Hello, caller. Can you hear us? Diane. Diane. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, uh, Diane, go ahead with the question you had on break, and uh, we'll see if we can't get that answered for you. Okay, well, real first, Sarah Campbell, we absolutely love you, and we thank you all, Your the whole county. Uh, you guys are doing a great job, and we feel safer and and just thank you so much but my question is i was listening and i just wonder what do you guys do when y'all actually have a drug bust that is a house what do y'all do with that house that's a great question dow you want to since you do some of our stuff you want to attack so attach that first yeah so yes ma'am so there, there there's a couple of things you know um if if the home is paid for if the individual that owns it lives there, that home is up for forfeiture. So we can seize that and kind of eliminate it that way. But the majority of the time, what we do is something called nuisance abatement. And we've done a handful of those over the past couple of years where if we get enough complaints. And it's a high, I got to say, it's a high bar, but we try. I mean, that's a yep. state level to us level to work in those cases. Yeah, we, we have to have enough complaints. And these complaints can be anything. They can be drug-related, loud noise, assaults, domestic, stolen property, breaking and entering, whatever. So long as we have enough complaints to fit the bar that they're looking for. We can, can, can work with a state agency that works with the local district attorney's office, and we actually can do a nuisance abatement, which says this house is a nuisance to the community. You can, you've basically lost your right to possess it, so the state will seize it. They will sell, uh-huh. they, will, they will force the owner to sell that home. Like yes. if the owner's like, I'm not going to do it, tough luck, they'll force you to do it. We want them to cooperate and do it, but it, a lot of times they don't. They'll, they'll be forced to sell that home. Uh, they'll enter into an agreement during this process that says they can't return there during the time it's for sale. They can't live within a certain mileage of that location. They can't be, you know, a part of that community for a certain amount of time. So we can Thank actually, you. we actually can, we actually can do that. But the bar is, I don't want to say it's, it's too high to, to reach, but it's an exceptionally high thing to try to. Well, to and I think that's a great, I mean, that'll send ultimately, Diane, that sends a message to the, some of the landowners and the people that says, well, you know what, we're going to sell right. it. We'll pay our bonds. We'll keep, in one of the cases we did on Troutman Shoals, I believe, we actually took a bulldozer and ran and demolished yeah. the whole residence, put up a sign, and I like to refer to it as a community enrichment project because really you're getting the drug, <laughs> drug, the drug people out of the community, and that makes a believer. Believe me, the next person, when we advertise it, they know it. But, hey, that first thing you said, I really appreciate those words, but I'm not sure Dow heard it. 
<laughs> oh, I just wanted to say, Sheriff Campbell, we love you. There you go. <laughs> Everything hey, you've done hey, for us. I want to. I want to add something on the end of that. You can't say you no, love me too. Not to that. <laughs> and this. And this is to What's the. That? I said I want to add something to the end of like uh, you know the home problems and stuff. And, but and this thank is, you very much, Diane. This is going to be directed to the okay. land to the landlords. Okay, and this happened today. So the yeah. indi- the individual that actually rented this home sublet it to the people that were staying there. Okay, mm-hmm. so. We're not going to be taking it from the people that were staying there. We're not going to be taking it from the person that first rented it from the original landlord. You as a landlord can have your property taken by simply allowing someone to continue the criminal activity there. So if we come to you, if we were to serve you notice, hey, let's say it's, you know, let's say it's Troy. Troy's living in the sheriff's rental property, and we come to the sheriff and say, hey, look, Troy's a nuisance. He's a problem. You need to do something with him, or you're going to lose your house to a nuisance abatement. If we meet that high standard, it's no big deal to Troy because Troy's just a tenant there, but it's a big it, deal to the sheriff to lose his property. First of all, I don't have any. Yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> rent from you. But oh, you would, I wouldn't rent to you. But <laughs> but the point, the point I think, with that, it's a last resort. We don't want to do that. We don't like, I respect property rights, but it gets to be where, it, when it gets to where it affects our community and it causes yeah. problems and deaths, we've got to do everything we can to shut them down by all means necessary. So, Absolutely. Hey, great question. Yes. Hope you have okay. a great turkey day and, uh, you know, call back oh, anytime. you too. You and your family. Y'all take care. Be safe. Hey, thank right. you very much. Bye-bye. That was, nice. a gr- that, was a, that was a good question. Yeah. How we attra- I mean, we always try to target the drug dealers and those that are supporting the, uh, the business of it. You know, send a message, hey, it's not going to be profitable or safe for you to deal drugs here and cause crime and violence and all that stuff. It's it's just not – I mean – Hey, y'all making a dent in it. Listen, I, I tell you, I'm proud. I know we said a lot, but you think out of the large, 12 largest counties, we're one of them. Y'all have half the crime, and y'all have created it. Listen, I, I told you, your people create it. You know, I just get to put my name on the door. But, I mean, it, it it's cool to be able to say that publicly that, hey, we're half the crime of the other 12 largest counties. You know, yep. you and I fought about it a long time. We did. All right, we fought. We, we, did. we fought. Go ahead and fess up while we're on the radio. No, I'll fess up. We fought about it a long time. You know, I was I was actually worried that you know I was going to get worked out of a job because you know when I come to work, it's you know to do what we're employed to do, and you know if we keep going at such a pace, you 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 know arrest so many people, you do so many cases. I'm worried. Hey, you know, I'm I'm going to work myself out of a job a little bit because the dealers ain't here. I'm more than happy. More than happy. To show up every day and not do a case. Well, I'm more than happy. But look at the cases we are still having yep. impact. We're past the little piddly cases, and I shouldn't say piddly, but small, small. We hear, hey, there's a little drug house here. We we've done great on that. Now you're into the big organization so, side. You know, at least you know, some of it. We're, we're, we again, we'd be amiss. You know, we were up off of um, Molar Lane, up off of 115. There yet, you go. Yet, That's yeah. up off of 115 yesterday. And we have been receiving complaints on top of complaints on top of complaints. Now, it's a road that you can't get in on very easily. It's a road that you can't watch very easily. But luckily, we were able to make purchases of crystal meth from, I think it's Rusty Shane Ray. Okay. So Mr. Ray was currently out on some kind of bond during this point in time. Uh, you know, it wasn't a big, you know, extravaganza like it was today where we had to use the cert team. But, you know, some of the investigators, some of the ACE team guys went up there and made contact with him. Sure enough, inside his house, he possessed methamphetamine, 
Uh, he possessed, you know, drug paraphernalia, other items that were indicative of use and possibly distribution. Mm-hmm. You know, and and those come from somebody sending in an email, somebody sending in a phone call, somebody sending in a text message, somebody you know making a comment on Facebook. So we see those things. Yes, we do. You and know, y'all, and y'all are very reactive, and that's a good thing. You know, the app makes it easy. Facebook makes it easy. Hey, I just want to give a shout out. Uh, Jesse Hedrick, thanks for joining the comments. Mary, appreciate it, and thank you, and we, we appreciate the support. Jesse, if you go back a little bit, I think Dow sort of explains the death by distribution. So that's sort of in the show. Troy, we, we did have the news. We did have a shooting down off Midway Lake. Yes. Real quick, I know y'all are still doing the investigation, but I think that's one of the uh, things I've been asked a lot about this right. week. So, <clears throat> yeah, this past Saturday, um, about 11 a.m., uh, our deputies responded down to uh, Nance Farm Road down in uh, southern Iredell County in the Mooresville area. Uh, they received a 911 call about a subject that had been shot. Um, this was uh, like a makeshift firing range, mm-hmm. a, a target range that had been set up down there. Um, so currently our detectives, our homicide team, is still currently working this investigation uh, determine, to determine exactly what occurred there and, and what, if, if any, charges are going to come out of this. But we do... We do uh, know who the shooter was. Uh, they're fully cooperating with the investigation, so we're, we're trying to... And I think time. it's clear to say that it's... I mean, we hear fine range, but it was not an accidental right. shooting. We yeah. know it was not yeah, accidental. It was, it was not an accidental shooting, so we, we, don't, we don't know for sure if, it was, if this was going to be an act of self-defense or if there was something more malicious going on there, but we're, uh, we're still digging into it and going to get to the, the bottom, get all the facts together, and, and proceed from there. So it it is something that we're still actively investigating, so we can't give a whole lot of details just right now at this time, but uh, I think we'll uh, we'll know more here pretty pretty soon. So Well, hopefully, you know, it's it, there again, it's tragic on everybody's yeah, part. Absolutely. It was uh, one of those things, but we, you know, we don't see that a lot, but it is something. That's one of those things, you know, usually we don't see an altercation at a firing range and, you know, something like this happens. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dow, we've got about two more minutes in. In closing words, I, I want to throw out, listen, I, I don't care where you're at. If you have problems, especially as far as this and drugs or break-ins or any kind of information, reach out to us. Why are you stealing my thunder? Oh, is that what you – okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I, mean, I, I want to make sure you was awake. Yeah, no, I'm awake. I mean, but, yeah, just like, uh, just like the sheriff said, hey, you know, if you send something to us and you don't hear something back immediately, don't think that it's getting overlooked, okay? Because, see, I get the emails, too, so if y'all don't follow it, I'm asking y'all. Well, <laughs> he, he is, but, you know, we we prioritize, we get to them as quickly as we can. You know, if, they're, if you think that there's something going on and we don't discover anything, don't think that we're not looking or that, that we don't care. We do. So we, we look at every one of them. I got a separate folder that's got hundreds of them in there that, that come in. And a lot of the good cases that we make, a lot of the arrests and the roundups that you guys see that we do come from the tips, come from the direction of individuals that send us, hey, look, you need to look at this guy, that guy, this place, that and place. And, you know, that's been hard to develop. I mean, the, the, for the public to have trust, hey, if I tell them something, are they going to follow up on it? And I think y'all have set a standard and a you know a bar very high that people know that hey I get all the time hey y'all give y'all information you got it thank you so much our community pre- I mean when we come down to Douglas Street people's out clapping the hands yeah. when you do the search sure. warrant when you were uh, when when in your shadow you saw wild whatever earth. yes I just happened to be there now <laughs> keep on you heard what that girl said now hey and and I would like uh, I would like to uh, to apologize you know not not really for the sheriff's office but. You know, to the the two families that have waited for these overdose yes. deaths to to come in, you know, I want to say publicly on the radio, this was not our fault. 
Um, but we, you got it fixed. But we got it fixed, yep. and hey. and we're moving forward with it. Hey, we want to wish everybody a happy Turkey Day. Absolutely. Holidays will be on. We may not be the the best looking crew, but we sure try to talk a lot. If you need us, contact us, shoot us some messages, watch the videos, share it, and we'll see you back next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Thank you.